The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. We are doing our training camp burning questions on this episode of the NFC West. It's Cody Benjamin, I believe, is what we're doing. In the feed, tons of other questions coming up. More burning questions. And a reminder that after being delayed a year, the Tokyo Olympics are finally here, we hope. And the brand new Attacking Third podcast is your audio home for the most comprehensive U.S. women's national team soccer coverage. Hosts Sandra Herrera and Lisa Roman will provide previews and immediate recaps bright and early as soon as the USWNT matches wrap up in the morning. Download and follow Attacking Third wherever you listen to this podcast. All right, Cody, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing well. Do you ever feel like... Do you ever feel like your life is just like one like long continuous podcast? Yes. <laughs> okay. Very frequently. I hope you're all right. Like in the midst of it all, you know. Oh uh, yeah, I mean it's nice. It's welcome distraction. I guess this is what like <laughs> I yeah I sort of feel like I live in this little box and just swap out hats and t-shirts most of the time, and sometimes oh, not even that often. In fact, I feel like you're looking pretty fresh, though. I mean, I feel like you look pretty energized. Like I, I don't know how many hours you've been doing this by the time we're on here, so. Uh, I'm probably more energized than Debo because I've been out of town for a few days. Got to get your vacation in in that allotted time when the NFL is not in full swing because it's coming back. And once it gets back, it's over. Right. Let's dive into it. We'll start with the Los Angeles Rams. Now, you wrote this story before Cam Akers suffered a, a blown out Achilles and is lost for the season. I got to tell you, I mean, I'll give you happily give you the chance. You know, your your burning question for the Rams is, is the offensive line Super Bowl caliber? If you want, would you like to change it to do the Rams have enough firepower in the backfield to be the run heavy team they want to be? You don't have to change it because the offensive line might still be more important. Yeah, it's more so a question of because everyone's I mean, the obvious one is like, can Matthew Stafford do like what he's expected to do with a better supporting cast but well and and to be clear to pull back the curtain because i've written a billion of these stories as well in the 55 years i've been podcasting and writing at cbs but um when you're writing them you you look at the especially this like this division you look at you're like oh okay four quarterback questions you're like i don't want to do four quarterback questions it looks lazy but like it really is about matthew stafford like the question is how big of an upgrade is matthew stafford ever jared golf Right. That's the question. And and I don't know that they can answer that going into week one 
or not. Like, I think they have to see him play this out with the supporting sure. cast. And that's partly why I think I focus on the offensive line because see, that's I, why you rephrase it about the offensive. Right. Line. So right. You're still asking the yeah. quarterback question, but yeah, in a different but, way. I mean, it'd be the same way if I'm asking about Jared Goff when I know like he's very dependent on protection up front. I mean, every quarterback is to some sure. degree, but yeah, like I look at the receivers and I see no, like, it's easy to see that Matthew Stafford is going to have better pass targets in Los Angeles than he did in Detroit, or like he's got a better setup. He's got a better staff. Um, but his, his life is going to be easier than it was in Detroit because yeah. we're not trying to take away from Kenny Galladay or Calvin Johnson or you know, anybody else on that team, but his life, because of the coaching staff, yeah, because of the, the way that this, this team is built on offense, his life is going to be easier Unless the offensive line sucks. Right. And Andrew Whitworth, and that's partly why I pointed out. I mean, Andrew Whitworth last year missed some time. He's, I think he's going to be 40 by the end of the season. Um, so if, if you have a big injury up front, I mean, all of a sudden Matthew Stafford is, I don't want to say he's like thrust back to playing in Detroit, but he's going to be under fire. I mean, it's going to be a competitive division. Um, I think like it's, I, I definitely think it's an upgrade from Jared Goff. But I, I don't know. If, I don't know if the pendulum has swung too far, but I do think there's almost a little bit too much of an assumption that like he's he's Super Bowl caliber as a quarterback because he he's had a lot of good years, um, but he's still got to go out and prove it with this with the supporting cast, however the offensive line looks. So yeah, I mean with Cam Akers out, that puts pressure on the backfield. But um, however you want to phrase it, the X factor is their new quarterback. Yeah, and it, well, I just think it's. I, we have, pro, I, I, the thing about the Cam Akers injury, this should not be that big. In other, it's 0.2 uh, wins lost according to our sports line projections and Steven O's calculations, all that. It's, you know, it's, it's a running back. Maybe it's half a game. Yeah. Either way, it's a running back. Like it shouldn't be that big a deal. But I do think we came into this off season, you know, trade happens in Cabo. Sean McVay's talking about Matthew Stafford minicamp. He's a bad mofo. Kyle Shanahan's on the podcast of Peter Schrager and, and McVay, the flying coach podcast of The Ringer, saying like, oh, we wanted him too, bro. Like, you got us. And like, all this hype is building up. And then Cam Akers tears his Achilles. You're like, ooh, do I like the Rams anymore? And you're like, okay. That's when you That's when you got to realize that the hype may have gotten right. a little bit further out of control than it probably needed to. And it's not necessarily Cam Akers, like you're saying. It's like it's like reminding you if they lose oh, one piece or something here. Right. I mean, like, I love Daryl Henderson. I've, I've been drafting yeah. Daryl Henderson in best ball because I think he can, you know, because he's a Cam Akers injury away from maybe starting 16 games. But as as our friend of the pod, Jordan Rodriguez, pointed out, we'll find out what the Rams think of their running backs if they go out and sign a veteran or if they don't. Um, exactly. They are, they do have concerns about Daryl Henderson's health and ability to stay on the field. So. I think it's a reminder of the fragility of an NFL roster. Like an Andrew Whitworth injury would be devastating this roster now. And I mean, at, before. at this point in the offseason, we all talk ourselves into everyone going, unless you're the Lions or the Texans or whatever, you can talk yourself into going eight and nine, nine and eight. Like it's so easy when you make projections in the offseason to do that, but we don't account for. Yes, this team is going to lose their left tackle. This team is going to lose their number one receiver for four weeks. Like these things happen. And that's, I mean, yeah, it's a war of attrition. That's like a, probably a cliche, like talking about the NFL, but it, we just, you can't account for those things and they're inevitable. So, all right. Moving on in the division, we head to the Seattle Seahawks. The burning question 
See, again, similar. Can the defense take pressure off of Russell Wilson? But that's it's not a bad question. But well, the offense is going to be pretty good. Average to above average, potentially elite, depending on how they look. With Shane Waldron as the new OC, you have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Yeah, Gerald Everett, who played for Waldron in Los Angeles. You know, you have Chris Carson in the backfield. Pretty good offensive line. Like, it's going to be a good offense. Yeah, I mean. Not suck, but like, but the defense has been bad the last few years. It's hadn't been good. And that's the real problem for Pete Carroll and the Seahawks. Yeah, I mean, going into the season, no one questioned. Like, Shane Waldron, like, if his offensive system is horrible, you still have Russell Wilson to, like, run around. Um, you've got DK Metcalf. Like, the pieces are there. We know Shane Waldron's headset goes out. Russell figures something out. I mean, right. I mean, you have the foundation there on offense is there. Um, Pete Carroll, like him or not, like he's, he's got a proven track record. And so, yeah, I mean, if there's a question, I think it's on defense where they've like, they had no pass rush for a while last year. Uh, like they're relying on Jamal Adams to come up and, and play like linebacker edge rusher. Uh, yeah. I think it's just like, can you get improvement there? Um, and it'll be interesting to see whether they're still like active and trying to bring in, uh, veteran additions, you know, I don't know about on a Jamal Adams level, but as the season gets going. Yeah. And, you know, when you look at what Seattle has done this off season, it was, they didn't have a whole lot of firepower to do really anything. You know, they, they used a second round pick on Dwayne Eskridge. They, their first defensive pick in the draft was a fourth rounder on Trey Brown, a cornerback. You know, they signed a killer Witherspoon. They've got a good team, but they're going to, they signed Kerry Hyder too. On the, they like, we don't know anything about their pass rush. If there's going to be any pass rush, if Jamal Adams leads them in sacks again, they're probably not going to be a very good defense. We don't yeah. know if Jamal Adams is going to play. I mean, they got, they got problems on this side of the ball. And it was, this is, that was the defensive dynasty or semi dynasty of the last 20 years. They got problems, Cody. Yeah, and it's it's like the style that I don't know if it's exactly the same as like Mike Zimmer, but like where you, you know they they want to play that like it's pretty similar. School. Yeah, like run the ball, play action, let Russell Wilson roll out. Like, but that goes along with having a defense. That's why they were able to compete for championships because they had, unlike the Vikings, like they had that same template, but they also had Russell Wilson. Like right now, they have Russell Wilson, they have that stuff, but on defense. Um, yeah. Uh, so. All right. Let's yeah. No, I, I, it's it's a it's the question. It's the correct question. Let's take a break and we come back. Who will be starting for the 49ers in Week One? Cody will tell us. Maybe the perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. So your burning question for the 49ers is, 
how close is Trey Lance to taking over at quarterback? And I think this is a case where, yes, you almost have to talk about the quarterback because Jimmy Garoppolo, to me, is 2017 Alex Smith. He is being told, you can play as much as you want this season as long as you play really well Mm -hmm. and make us like force our hand. Jimmy, come and force our hand and force us to keep this young athletic freak show on the bench because you're playing at an MVP level. And if Jimmy G does that, then maybe Trey Lance doesn't play. Yeah. If Jimmy G sucks, they're going to need Trey Lance kind of early. And we just don't know how possibly ready he'll be. Yeah, I don't want to like assume that the 49ers will um, just revert back to – because we had a discussion about the head coaches and like Kyle Shanahan's record and John Breach was very – like he, he was pointing out how – there's been, was it, is it three of Shanahan's four seasons are losing records. And so I don't want to just give the Niners like a playoff spot, but I do think it's kind of a given that their roster is going to like, they're going to perform better than they did last year. They're healthier. Um, they have a good, like they've got Nick Bosa, they've got pieces. Um, they've got George Kittle back healthy. And so it's kind of like the same question as we talked about talking about the NFC North, the bears, how long is the leash for the for the veteran quarterback? It's just different because Jimmy Garoppolo, when healthy, is is better than Andy Dalton, and the 49ers, when healthy, are a playoff team. Uh, you know, much easier than uh, yeah. the Bears. So, but yeah, Trey Lance, like to me, if the 49ers are healthier and they're competitive, the the only go to Trey Lance if uh, number one, like you said, Jimmy Garoppolo just like is horrible, um, or if he's hurt. The other option is that you genuinely believe Trey Lance just explode, like burst the ceiling even higher. Like you, you think you're on the verge of contending and Trey Lance kind of like um, you mentioned Alex Smith. This probably isn't like exactly comparable, but back when Alex Smith was with the Niners and he was having a good run and they went with Colin Kaepernick, the hot hand because he also like they were both good on the ground and didn't he suffer air. didn't smith suffer concussion and Kaepernick came in and just lit it up i think yeah. that's bad. and then and then uh they just decided to go with the hot hand right because and it was injury caused but that wouldn't be you know it wouldn't be unfathomable for jimmy garoppolo considering his medical no no not at all so. yeah yeah he did suffer a concussion and then they brought in colin kaepernick i mean you're like i was I was again. I was working for CBS 55 years ago when that happened. So you don't need to like concern yourself as much. Like I feel like we wrote it. I mean, I just remember like writing about that stuff. When you get to write about yeah. it, it's always easier to remember it. The only other difference with Trey Lance and this situation, I would say, is that when you go to Trey Lance's, you go to SportsReference.com because it's not easy finding North Dakota State stats. You go and look at Trey Lance's career college stats. He attempted 318 passes in his career. In 2019, he attempted 287 of those. He had 30 passes last year. That's And I guess maybe he had that other, the exhibition game as well. But, I mean, that's a concern. You know, you don't want this yeah. guy to go two full years or two, two and a half years or whatever it is playing in two total football games. So, well, so you're using it as an argument for... They yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, I'm sort of being playing devil's advocate with myself here, I guess. Okay. Cause no, I feel like you could take that argument and say he's far from ready. Oh yeah. You could do better yeah. on that. On the flip side. Yeah. I could see that. And again, they traded a lot to get him. I mean, they invested a lot. He's clearly, they want him to be the face of the franchise. And if you're taking that argument of, he hasn't thrown that much and using it as like a, a criticism of him not being ready. 
I mean, I would say like the guy has, has used his legs a ton too. Sure. And that's something that Jimmy Garoppolo just doesn't offer the Niners. And Kyle Shanahan, I think, would love to incorporate that kind of. He did it with RG3 in 2012, actually, when Kaepernick, same year that um, Kaepernick took over from Smith. So maybe right. maybe he remembers that. Maybe he thinks it works. Maybe he thinks there's something to that. Yeah, and, and, and maybe the the play for the Niners, like deciding, is it okay to put in Trey Lance? It's both a short and long-term decision because maybe Trey Lance is better for you trying to win a Super Bowl this year. It's possible. Yeah. And it's definitely uh, more of a long-term move as well because you're saying we're turning the page from Jimmy. Yeah, this is our guy, Jim. Come if you want. Anybody want to trade for this guy? Jimmy's available. All right. Uh, right, finally, with the Arizona Cardinals, I think this is a great question. What is Cliff Kingsbury's plan on offense? Because I ain't sure. Exactly, and I think you're you're okay, like going with the backyard ball. Like, hey, Kyler, just like chuck it up and hope for another hail mary. Th- like that will work, and like a few times because Kyler Murray's that athletic. DeAndre Hopkins is that good. Um, but and Chase Edmonds, I like too. But like you can have all the toys in the world, but you got to be able to to be smart in game. And I think that's the question for Cliff Kingsbury. I don't know if he can prove that going into week one. That's something he's got to answer this season. But come on, guy, like what's like we have to have a strategy here too. So it's it is kind of do or die time. I think I know it's it's only season three for him, but I mean the, the division is is there. It's competitive. They they need to be. I think in the playoffs this year, probably. They should have made the playoffs last year. I mean, he, look, he's 13, right. 18, and one in his career. His offense got a lot better in his second year, just you right. know, by virtue of experience, but it wasn't great. Um, the defense also got a lot better, too. It's possible that he buoys up his job. They make the playoffs because they had enough pieces in the offseason. The defense is good enough. But yeah, I go back to that. You talk about the Hail Mary. Watching them run the plays leading up to the Hail Mary. Like the whole thing is the Cliff Kingsbury experience. You know, they're being methodical. Kyler Murray's running around for 10 seconds and throwing like a five yard out to Larry Fitzgerald on the sidelines. He steps out, you know, gets out of bounds to set up the Hail Mary, which was a terrible play call and a terrible decision by Kyler Murray. So I want to see, yeah. you know, not, I'm not expecting, you know, life changing offensive approach by Cliff Kingsbury here, but we got to see something, you know, yeah. show up and, and have some octane to the offense. You know, it's supposed to co- – is it – I guess here's the question, too. Is it too late for the air raid to work in the NFL? Because, you know, Chip Kelly got here in time to squeeze the lemon a little bit and probably would have let it work even longer were it not for his failures as a general manager and failure to adapt in terms of personnel. Cliff Kingsbury kind of got here on the tail end of the air raid when the principles were, were being incorporated – but you can't just run the air, right? Not that they do that. So I guess I just, I want to see like, if Cliff Kingsbury's an offensive savant, then this offense needs to be better. It just wasn't that good. Yeah. And I think it is, a, it is fair to tie him and Kyler Murray together a little bit because sure. like he, he was the handpicked, like he's the centerpiece of this regime and he does need to make better decisions too. And so you can say he needs better coaching from Cliff Kingsbury. He also just needs to be, a smarter quarterback in addition to being like a really electric playmaker. So the Cardinals could be really fun. Like they, they could be if they, if they're smarter um, at, at, you know, using their talent. So it's a real, um, they're like an NFC X factor. I mean, I feel yeah. like in general, well, for, sure, so. for sure. If, yeah. if, if the AJ green thing works out, if the JJ Watt thing works out, if you know Chase Edmonds and James Conner are, are good 
or functional, you know, running back tandem if Kyler Murray takes a step forward in his, you know, third season, which we kind of all expected to happen last year. Maybe this year's the realistic leap forward when nobody's looking for it. If all yeah. of that happens, Arizona can completely disrupt this ship. Yeah, because everyone's everyone's on the Rams now, like Matthew or the Stafford, yeah. easy upgrade. Yeah, I mean, and the Seahawks are kind of just, they're always assumed to be in the mix. So yeah, they could really throw a wrench into it. I mean, the Cardinals can win that division. They were in the hunt for that division late last year when Kyler Murray got hurt and their the functionality of that offense slowed down a lot. So I, I refuse to say they can't win the division. I don't think it's likely. But if something clicks with Kyler in, in, in Cliff's offense – then it's a game changer. Yeah. Um, all right, Cody, as always, <laughs> I don't care. Could you hear that? Somebody calling me uh, as always a pleasure, pal. Uh, thanks for breaking down multiple divisions with us. Uh, you're an R- level orange friend of the podcast and we will talk to you again soon. Nice. Thanks for having me. Will. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you, I can waste another weekend doing the same old, whatever, or, I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.